Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and uh, become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. In particular, I want to thank Steve for sending along a donation through uh, our website, support.greatdetectives.net. You can also support the show on an ongoing basis by becoming a Patreon supporter, patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Not Beat. The original air date, April the 17th, 1950, and this one is entitled Tongwater. Night Beat. Hi, this is Randy Stone. I cover the night beat for the Chicago Star. Stories start in many different ways. This one began with locked doors and shuttered windows and ended in a coffin. Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Anyone want a nice, clean job? Here's one that'll take you on a shoe leather tour of Chicago to find a yarn that has to be written before an editor's blood pressure blows a hole in his hat. And that job is mine. Find one man or woman or child with a story to make good reading. One out of three million. Tonight, the score stood Chicago, three million. Randy Stone, zero. And then I went north on Michigan Avenue and turned west on Cermak Road. It was about 11 when I came to Wentworth Avenue and Chinatown. And all of a sudden I was hungry for some of Chinook's fried wonton and almond duck. Don't ask me why. So I turned up Wentworth toward Chinook's little restaurant. Then I noticed something. Every door was closed, every window was shuttered. And not a soul walked the pavements. I got to Chinooks and it was closed. I knocked on the door. I heard the sound of a car pulling up at the curb. I turned. It was a prowl car. One of the cops got out, walked over to me. His partner stayed in the car, and I got a funny feeling that there was a gun pointed at me. Hey, you. Come away from that door. Sure. That's good enough. Now, face the building. Hmm? Hey, what is this? Face that way. Put your hands away from your sides. Sure. What's the frisk for? Your suit was bulging. Well, it's a bad fit. You can't get much for thirty-nine fifty these days. Yeah, you're clean. Well, I never carry a gun, officer. What's your name? Look, officer, what is all this? I asked you a question. Well, can I get my wallet? Yeah. Be careful. Oh, I certainly will. Here, all you need is in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Randy Stone, huh? Yeah, Chicago Star. What are you doing in Chinatown? Well, I... I got hungry. Huh? I wanted something to eat, preferably Oriental, so I came here. 
Okay, Stone, but take this advice. Settle for a sandwich, preferably Occidental. What's going on around here? This place is as dead as a morgue. Yeah, that's exactly it. Now, look, Stone, don't stay here. Get out fast as you can and don't come back. What's the reason for that? We don't know. It's like waiting for a bomb to go off. There's not a soul in sight. Every store, every restaurant, every shop is as tight as a drum. You give a hundred bucks to see one Chinese on the street, just one. Why'd you frisk me? You get the word that a lot of hoods are moving in. To Chinatown? Yeah. Why? I told you, we don't know a thing. Now, take my advice, Stone, and move out fast. Because once things break loose here, they really break. The prowl car moved off slowly and carefully. I stood there for a minute and I looked around. I got that funny feeling that a million eyes were watching me. Sure, I wanted to leave, but that old curiosity referred to in circles as a sense kept me from going. I headed toward the rear of Chinook's place through an alley. It was pitch dark in there and I felt my way along until... Susan! I'd bumped into someone, someone who'd disappeared. I felt the hair on the back of my neck hunting for a spot under my hat. And then I was in front of Chinook's back door, and I wanted inside fast. Chinook. Chinook, open up. Chinook. Who is it? Randy Stone. That you, Eiling? Please go away, Mr. Stone. Let me in, Eiling. I want to see your father. Please go away. Please. Listen, Eiling, I want to see... My father is not here. Well, where is he? Where can I find him? I, I do not know. Then let me wait for him. I must not. Well, Please go away. Let him in, Eiling. Oh, yes, father. Thank you. Lock the door, Eiling. I am honored, Mr. Stone. Please to come in. Thank you, Chinook. I am sorry. I gave orders to my daughter to admit no one. She was obeying me. Well, obedience is a virtue, Chinook. Huh? In a world of little virtue, yes. I, uh, I went to the front door first. The, uh, the place is locked. You're an observing man, Mr. Stone. <laughs> sure, all I had to do was try the door. I figured the rest out all by myself. Just so. Look, we've known each other a long time, Chinook. Five years, perhaps. That's right. I value your friendship. Well, thank you. What's going on, Yook? The world goes on. There isn't a soul on the street outside, and everything is locked up. Eiling was scared to death to open the door, and I met a policeman Perhaps outside. Perhaps the officer can enlighten you. No, he didn't know anything. The knowing when to hold one's tongue is another admirable virtue. In other words, you're as scared as Eiling. Man is always afraid. Now leave Chinatown, Randy Stone. And above all, ask no more questions of anyone. Well, I'm not afraid, Chinook. I'm not afraid because I know that no Chinese turns to violence. That but... is true. No Chinese would harm you. But what about your own countrymen, Randy Stone? Well, what about them? I have said enough. Now go, if you wish to live. Go. Underneath the old world courtesy, there was terror. Chinook wanted to talk, but something stopped him. Chinatown is like that. The Chinese settle their own dispute. Seldom, if ever, do they allow their quarrels to spill over into the world outside their settlement. But this was more than a dispute. It held all of Chinatown. I walked out and away, knowing I'd learned nothing. And then a block away from Chinyuk's restaurant, I heard... And someone was following. 
I slipped into a doorway and waited. Eileen! Oh, Mr. Stone, I... What are you doing out here? I want to talk. All right. Get in this doorway. Now, what's the matter? I can only take a minute. My father does not know I came out. Well, how did you manage it? Through the restaurant. I see. All right, Eileen, what do you want to talk about? Help us, Mr. Stone. Well, if I knew what was going on, I'd have an answer for that. I will tell you. If this thing happens, many men will die. Not only here, but in New York, in Los Angeles, in San Francisco. Wait a minute, wait a minute. A tongue war? In two hours, the tong banners will be brought out. And men who want to live will die. What's the fight about? Uh, a quarrel between two men of rival tongs. Well, that's happened before. Things have been cleared up without a war. But this time there is something else. What? White men. Evil men. They have... That co- is enough, Eileen. Oh, Father. Hello, you. Eileen, go home. No, Father, I... I... As you will, my father. You will forget what she has said, Mr. Stone. Oh, sure, sure, forget it, but... How about you, Junior? I? What do you mean? Well, you've seen Tong Wars. They're nice, pleasant little affairs. Hatchet men, the eldest sons of families killed. Why? You are a white man. We are Chinese. Yes, I know, yes. East is east and west is west. And never the twain shall meet. Which is a polite way of telling me to mind my own business. Get out of Chinatown. After one more question. No more. Well, here it is anyway. Do you want a Tong War? Well? Once, once I had a son to carry on my name. That son is no more, Randy Stone. The hatchet men of the old Tong saw to that. Well, then why don't you... Oh, get out, Randy Stone. Get out or I shall once again look down upon one whom I love. You, Randy Stone. Chinook turned and left. I watched the shadows swallow him. I heard the door to his restaurant close. It was a sound as final as the last name on the phone directory. The silence in the street was eerie. A waiting, watching silence. I walked to the end of the street and I looked back. A light rain began to fall. And from somewhere in the back of my head, I recalled a poem. This is the time between life and death. The cold, bleak moment of emptiness after life and before eternity. And then I remembered something else. What the officer had said. What Ai Ling had told me about white men, evil men. Where did they fit in? Why was Chinyuk afraid to talk? Afraid or wouldn't? For the next 15 minutes, I made phone calls, and I got some answers that made more than a little sense. The answers sent me back toward Chinyuk's restaurant. I didn't get there. Hey, you. Huh? You talking to me? Uh-huh. Hold it right there. Randy Stone? Uh, why? No reason, just want to know. Oh. Okay, I'm Stone. Now, who are you? That don't make any difference. Well, it's nice meeting you so long. Let's get better acquainted, huh? Well, sure. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> Nothing to tell. Now, if we're going to talk about you, that's different. It's not polite to walk away. Okay, Buster, let's stop the chit-chat. I'm Randy Stone. You know who I am. Now, let's hear from you. Don't get excited, Stone. Everything's all right. I never get excited. It builds up my blood pressure. Nice to hear you got blood. Want to keep it? 
Oh, well, now we're getting somewhere. Not here, but we will. Meaning? Let's take a ride. By invitation? So far, invitation. I'll even hold the door open for you while you climb in. Oh, that's nice. If it starts to rain harder, you can put down a cloak for me. <laughs> okay, Elizabeth. Let's go. Well, where to, Sir Walter? That's enough, Stone. You just get in the car and we'll take a ride. Come on. What if I don't? I'll withdraw the invitation and make it an order. When I can back up. I see what you mean. Okay, where to? You'll see when you get there. I have to be back by midnight. My head changes into a pumpkin. I like you. You're going to get along fine with the boss. Oh. Yeah. Here you are. Well, thank you. Welcome. Uh, before we get going... Yeah. It all depends on you whether you get back by midnight or get back at all. Listening to Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Well, as they say, no two ways about it. My questions had stirred up a little interest outside of Chinatown. I was taken to the north side, to a penthouse, and there I met. Hello. I'm Luke Farwell, Stone. I've uh, heard of you. Good. Read your column in the Star. Good stuff. Oh, thank you. I read your stuff in the papers, too. Mine? Yeah. Front page items. You believe all you read, Stone? I always have, ever since my first fairy tale. <laughs> Here, sit down. I'd, uh, I'd rather stand. Oh, come on, Stone. We've got to talk. You look uncomfortable standing there. Well, I will admit I've been more comfortable. Certainly. Sit down. Now, uh, drink? No, thank you. A cigar? Have I got one coming? Big pardon? Well, cigars, you get them when you hit the bullseye or uh, ring the bell. Oh, I see. <laughs> All right, Stone. Maybe you've come close. Maybe too close, huh? Nobody gets too close. That's all I've heard. You don't seem surprised you were brought here. Well, I asked questions. News got around to you. I expected this, Farwell. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much does the star pay you? Enough. 5000 a week? Oh, sure. Sure, but they make the check out for a smaller amount on account of taxes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, uh, here's a week's salary, according to me. 5000 Am I worth that? To forget this story, yes. Do I have a story? You do. You ask questions, put two and two together. Yes, yeah, so I didn't. Want me to tell you what it adds up to? I'm interested. Okay, here it is, Farwell. You got your fingers in a lot of rackets. Now you'd like to move in on the Fantan and the Mahjong games in every Chinatown in the country. And so far, they've kept you out, right? Go on. Yes, I will. And now two Chinese of rival Tongs have quarreled, and the Tongs are ready to fight. It's an affair of honor between them, but to you, it's a chance. So you've hired out your hoods and killers, your muscle men and your dirty torpedoes. That's enough. No, not quite. It's an old story, Farwell. Divide and conquer, play one side against the other, then move in and take over, no matter who gets killed. (laughs) And who cares about a few Chinamen? Well, maybe I do. Misplaced altruism. Yeah. Well, it's still almost two hours before the deadline, before the killing starts. It's not too late to settle that dispute, to show them what they're doing. Letting you in for a minute so you can stay there for the rest of their lives. Stay out of it, Stone. Maybe not. You think your newspaper connection brings you an immunity another person may not enjoy? I always lived in a dream world. Exactly. Uh, Excuse me. You ring for me, Mr. Farwell? Yes, Charlie, I did. Uh, Mr. Stone is having a dream. 
Take him somewhere and wake him up. You take a roll of nickels and a fist, a piece of rubber hose, and expert hands. No, you don't break any bones. You don't even bring blood. You don't have to. But the one who takes the beating wishes it had been a nice quick slug from a gun. I woke up somewhere along the lakefront. The rain was coming down in sheets. It felt good. It was clean and it was cool. I got to my feet and the buildings leaned over, closing in on top of me. It was funny. All I could see was Firewell's face smiling. It's in front of me all the way back to Chinatown in the cab. Still in front of me when I knocked again at Shinyok's back door. Who? Open up, Eileen. Come on, come on, open up. Yeah, it's Mr. Stone. Where's your father? He, he is here. All right, will you close that door and lock it? You are hurt. Well, I felt better. Hello, Chinyak. I'm back. Oh, you would not listen to me. No, no, I wouldn't, so I got paid off. Eileen, bring medicine. Yes, Father. You did a good job on me, didn't you? I'm sorry. Here, sit down. Thank you. You, you concerned yourself with that which I warned you was better left alone. Okay. Okay, say I told you so, so I stuck my nose in, and this is what happened to it. You were dealing with violent men. Uh-huh. And so are you, Chinyuk. You know who's in back of those hoods hired by one of the tongs? I can guess. It's not a guessing game anymore. It's Farwell. Yes. You know? I know. Well, then you know what he wants and what he's after. You know that he's got... Go- the medicine, Father. Good. No, oh, no, no, get that stuff away and listen to me. But your wounds... I know they hurt. Yes, they hurt. I've been worked over by a couple of thugs. I saw Farwell. You... You went to him? Well, he uh, sent for me. The police? Ah, uh, tell the police Farwell have a million witnesses to swear he was in Florida an hour ago. Yes, that is so. And what if I write my story after the damage is done, Chinyuk? Well, it will be just a story. Yeah, and Farwell will have what he wants. Look, Chinyuk, how much time is there before the, the killing starts? Less than half an hour. Well, you got time, then. You got time to stop it. Randy Stone, why do you concern yourself with this? Why? I'm a reporter. Remember the story? No, there is more. Because of friendship for me? Well, maybe I just hate men like Farwell. Yes, yes, of course, but... But what, Shinyuk? Randy Stone, it will be hard for you to understand. But that which is bringing evil to me and my people is a thing of honor between two men. Honor? Oh, sure, honor. All right, Shinyuk, you better save up a lot of it. Put it in jars and bottles so you'll have some of it to look at after Farwell's got his hooks in. Got him in deep enough to tell all of you how to breathe and when. All right, Shinyuk, I've said my piece. Now I'm going to do what you wanted me to do in the first place. I'm getting out of Chinatown. I'm going to stay. Wait. Yeah. When I was a boy, I was told, and I believed, that we Chinese were inventing paper and a compass when your ancestors were savages. Perhaps that is so. But now, now I find myself learning something from a white man. That uh, all mankind is one. But the lesson is free, Chinya. Goodbye. I'm not finished. Eileen. Father? Attend Mr. Stone's wounds, see that he is helped, and then bring him to the place of meeting. Father, you are... Obey me. Yes, Father. What are you talking about, Chinyuk? Honor is not held cheaply, nor is a debt incurred to be forgotten. No, honor is held dear, 
so dear that before the night is over, one of two men must die. Before I knew what had happened, Chinyuk was gone. Without speaking, Eileen did as her father asked. I knew better than to try to get her to explain. And then she took me through the dark, twisting back ways. Not once did we have to go into the streets. And I kept thinking of what Chinyuk had said, that one of two men must die. And I had learned a secret, a secret that was dangerous. More than once, as Eileen guided me, I thought of getting away and out of this. But how? I was lost in the maze of hallways and strange buildings. And then we came to a door, and Eileen knocked. A Chinese I didn't know opened the door and looked at me hard for a moment, and then spoke to Eileen. Follow him. What about you? I may not go. Please, follow him. All right. Ching Choa. I know enough Cantonese. He had told me to sit down, and I did. I was in a big room filled with Chinese. They saw me. They looked at me in silence. All those eyes studied me curiously, but with a strange, detached curiosity. And then I saw Chin Yuk, dressed in the fashion of old China. He walked to me. Brandy Stone, you will hear first a story. Then you will speak. Chin Yuk. Listen. Hang on. We will speak in the foreign tongue so that my friend will understand. Randy Stone, a long time ago, two men tied their fortunes together in business. One was Ali, you see him there. The other was Chinyuk. You? Ali and Chinyuk are rival tongues. Yet the strange ways of business forced them together. Ali and Chinyuk had put aside so much money so that each could be buried in China. But now, because of misfortune, there is only enough for one to return to China to be buried among his ancestors. Then that's what the quarrel is about? Bitterness came upon these two men. They spoke words of hatred until... Until they're willing to fight about it and bring on a Tang war? Honor will not be satisfied. Unless the tongue that wins is that of Ali or Chinyuk. I've told you, Chinyuk, neither tongue will win. The only winner will be Farwell. He'll control you through this. First the Fantan and the Mahjong, and then the restaurants. Everything every Chinese does will be dictated by Farwell. I've seen it happen in other places. Why not here? Yes, but there is a debt we Chinese owe you, Randy Stone. You don't owe me anything. You could have given your life. He wouldn't have killed me. That you did not know. Ali, will you honor us by coming forward? I am here, Chinyuk. Ali, look at this white man who is my friend, who by his actions has become the friend of all of us. There is a debt. What say you, Ali? There is a debt, Chinyuk. And what of the payment of the debt, Ali? What say you, Chinyuk? 
I am willing to let fate decide our quarrel. So say I. Ah. Has everyone heard this, men of the snake and the hawk? It is decided. Bring cakes and wine. It was like a strange dream. The Chinese of the two tongues waiting. The polite, time-honored ritual. A plate full of rice cakes and a flask of wine. And then I guessed one of the cakes was poisoned. Only one. Then silently, Chinyuk and Ali each chose a cake and ate and sipped the wine. And then another cake. In silence, the two Chinese ate until no more cakes were left. And then... It is finished, Ali. It is finished, Chinyuk. Then listen, men of the hawk and men of the snake. It has been decided. I say let there be no violence. Ali? Let there be no violence. Chinyuk? Yes, my friend. Will this hold? Will everyone go through with it? We have pledged our words. There is no more to be said. Ali? Yes, Chinyuk. In a few moments, one of us will mount the dragon. Let there be no rancor between us. No bitterness now. It is written. Even the tiger and the deer may drink at the same stream. So be it. So be it. So. So. He's dead, Chinyuk. Yes, Ali is dead. Now go, you men of the hawk and the snake. Go and tell those of evil who have come among us that the thing is finished. Without a word, the Chinese left the room. Chinyuk and I were left alone with Ali. For a moment, Chinyuk looked down... And then silently he led me away, back through the twisting passages, back to his restaurant. And there... Eileen? Yes, my father. Bring tea? Yes, my father. Randy. What, Chinook? The debt is paid. Yes, the debt is paid. Total for the night, some bruises and one dead man. Ah, but this is better than many dead men, Randy. Oh, I know it is. But I, uh... Look, uh, Chinook, I... Uh... Yes, my friend. What is it? Well, you know how I mean this. Uh, Ali, well, I'm, I'm sorry he had to die, but I... Well, I'm glad it wasn't you. Ah, it is strange what men will do to reach heaven. Yes, a thousand different religions in the world. And each tries for one thing. The same goal. In my religion, it is easier for a man to attain heaven if he rests among his ancestors... And you, well, Ali is dead and, and you're left. <laughs> well, there's nothing funny. No, nothing. Except that you still do not understand. You see, even now Ali's body is on its way to China. Ali won. I lost.
East is East and West is West and never the twain shall meet. But they met tonight in a strange way. Someone once wrote, the best study of mankind is man himself. But where do you start? How do you tie together all the loose ends that different people have hanging around? I guess, I guess you begin, as Chin Yuk said, by remembering that when you get right down to it, all mankind is one. Copy, boy. Nightbeat, the new dramatic series, stars Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Tonight's script was written by Russell Hughes. Nightbeat is edited by Larry Marcus and directed by Warren Lewis. Music is by Frank Worth. The part of Chin Yook was played by Ben Wright. Others in tonight's cast were Jack Crucian, Paul DeBuff, Barbara Jean Wong, and Tom Holland. Frank Lovejoy will next be seen in Milton Sperling's production, Rock Bottom, released by Warner Brothers. Listen next week at this same time and every week as Randy Stone searches through the city for the strange stories waiting for him in the darkness. The stories that come out of the shadows to find their way into Nightbeat. Wednesdays, hear three great mystery programs on NBC. Yes, on Wednesdays, hear Mr. District Attorney, The Big Story, and Richard Diamond, Private Detective. You'll hear adventure, intrigue, and action-packed stories on all three of these thrilling shows. Richard Diamond, each Wednesday, fights his way to fame, fortune, and a red-headed girlfriend in 30 minutes of fine entertainment. Mr. District Attorney, the champion of the people, adds to your Wednesday night listening pleasure as he upholds the causes of law and order. And to complete NBC's Wednesday trio of action-packed mystery shows, you'll hear the big story presenting true tales from the front pages of America's newspapers. Be sure to tune for thrill-packed action drama every Wednesday night on NBC. This is Andrew from otrwesterns.com. I wanted to invite you to come take a look at our site where we put out podcasts of old-time radio westerns. Check us out at otrwesterns.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old-Time Radio with Adam Graham. Now let's get back into the show. Welcome back. Well, this one just has some incredible uh, dialogue in it. And while Randy Stone is not a private detective, he uh, obviously belongs on the show by keeping his repertoire high enough to uh, mix it up with the best of them. And there's also a very uh, dramatic uh, story that works its way through the narrative. It's uh, surprising in some ways. And uh, Ben Wright does a good job. One of his better-known old-time radios is the less serious role of uh, Chinese uh, man as Hey Boy on Have Gun Will Travel. 
But here he delivers a much um, more nuanced and really interesting performance. So this is just another great episode of Nightbeat. All right, we have a listener comment from Kirk who writes in on Facebook, Ever wonder how many of these detectives would suffer from... CTE like old NFL players because of all the concussions. Well, that that is a fair question. Uh, in a um, a realistic uh, world, uh, that would certainly uh, be something that would uh, come up. I remember reading an article a few years back talking about how many uh, injuries a Batman would uh, suffer if he existed in real life and how long he could keep it up. So these sort of stories with the constant uh, bumps on the head do require a little bit of suspension of belief on that point. All right, well, that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Hollywood Mystery Time. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.